Today on the Zabecast, Notorious J-A-Y shows his face to eat some crow on his horrible Celtics Bucks prediction. Jay is concerned about my health. I'm touched. And he thinks I might have signed up for a suicide mission. Paul McKeskey makes the Zabecast Darvin Ham, Giraffe Pussy, and Getting Paid in Quarters. All part of the show. All that plus Snake to the face. Bonus 1% me is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. Here we go. Wednesday, May 9, 2019. Thank you for downloading and thank you for subscribing. And thank you for putting up with another maintenance day, load maintenance day. And I thank you for your patience. I am sorry for my grumpiness, to a certain extent. But you know how you are when you get sick, and when you are sick for a long time, which I have been for two weeks, your patience just gets worn down to nothing. And so that's kind of where I was. Plus, I would say nine out of ten responses have been positive and supportive, and one out of ten have been the other direction. Here's one of those. It's from Kyle in Reston. Hi, Kyle. He writes to say, hi, Zabe. Seems like you're really stressed out the last few days. Oh, I am. Busy. I'm nervous. Trying to make a new show sound good right away. And that's not easy because we're only, we've been at it for three days. Anyway, telling some podcast listeners to fuck off and then the rest of us to back off because you're sick and really busy. Balls move. Also kind of asshole move too. Advice from Furio. No bitch to me. Kyle and Reston. It's funny, when I first got that uh, text, I replied back, Dear Kyle, thank you for the feedback. Now, if you could, take two steps back and literally fuck your own face. That's the Les Grossman line from the movie Tropic Thunder, which you have not, if you have not seen Tropic Thunder, my God, you've got to see it. That said, as I reread it tonight, I look at it and I go, you know what, with the right tone, and a little bit of a, wrink, a twinkle and a wrinkle in his eye, um, I think to myself, okay, he's just sort of busting by balls just a little bit. And that's fine. That's fine, Kyle. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, here's the thing, though. You come at me, what am I supposed to do? Take it? You come at me, I could come back at you. It is fair game. Maybe it doesn't make me look good. It's probably a bad look, I'm sure, because I am the broadcast professional, and uh, you are my fans and my listeners, and so the customer is always right, and you're my customer, so there you go. Okay, the Nats wrapped up their three-game set here in Milwaukee, if you can call it that, by getting their ass handed to them yet again. The first inning was a complete fucking debacle. Yelich went yard for the 16th time of the year. He's now got as many homers... Uh, through May 7th, as he did until August 12th, I want to say, of last year when he was the MVP. So he's off to a phenomenal start. The Nats committed two ridiculous errors in the first inning, which led to more runs. Uh, starter uh, uh, Hildenbrandt Hilden, started for us today. Our starter sucked. Uh, he fucking got blasted out of there. And the season is basically dead on arrival. The Nats could say, oh, there's a lot of baseball left, but people have done the math. To finish with 90 wins, which is the 
a decent estimate as to what this year will take to win the division, they're going to have to play 600 ball the rest of the way. They haven't played 600 ball in years. Uh, they've done it like once in their franchise history. And it just doesn't look like it's going to happen. So looking like our baseball season is pretty much fucked. But luckily I have another team I could kind of root for in the meantime. You bastard. I got a couple people calling me Benedict Arnold. Hey, man, I'm not leaving any team. I'm just, you know, just, just dabbling in rooting for another team. Also, the Tyron Lue situation in L.A. is getting pretty funny. So Tyron Lue was interviewed by the Lakers because everyone knows that's LeBron's guy. And what LeBron wants, LeBron gets. But they bring in Tyron Lue because that's what LeBron said, and then they tell Tyron Lue, you know, we'd kind of like to have some input, Ty, Ty, into filling out your coaching staff. And Tyron Lue is like, the fuck? You hire me, you pay me a proper salary, and I'll, I'll hire my own staff. I'm not new at this, you know. I want a fucking championship with LeBron, all right? And so the talks as of Wednesday evening broke off without a deal between the Lakers and Tyron Lue. I find that to be hilarious. This thing in L.A. with LeBron and the Lakers, and I'm not assigning LeBron the bulk of the blame. I think that Lakers management and Jeannie Buss and Palinka and the whole front office, it's a bunch of clown shoes, amateur hour, I think they're every bit as complicit. And yeah, they got magic out of the way now. Guess what? Let's see you run a competent organization. My bottom line is, hey, Ty Lue, if you're going to hire him, let him hire his staff. You can't just sit there and go, well, we want this guy to be under you as well. This guy would be good. That's not how it works. Respect Tyron Lue if you want to hire him for the job. And with that, let's get to the notorious J-A-Y. Hello? Hello? Hey, it works! Wow, this is this is quality. This sounds like you're in a studio. Does it really? Yeah. You know, it's funny. A number of people have said this week, as I am up here in Milwaukee launching the new morning edition of the Steve Zabin Show on the new 97.3 The Game. Yeah, uh, which, by the way, we have to talk about. That's, our, that's my first question to you. Okay, so, yeah, no, absolutely we'll talk about it, um, but... People have said to me, uh, listening on the 980 show, they're like, man, your mic sounds cleaner. Your yes, voice sounds cleaner noticed, and better than ever. You noticed that, that, too? I noticed that on Wednesday when I was listening. Yeah. On Monday when I was listening. Right. Well, okay. It's because at this station, they've got great engineering. They have, an eight, they have a 23-year-old <laughs> engineer. His name is Alec. He's a electrical engineering graduate from... Toledo, and he's really sharp and really normal, Jay, and and just very calm and on top of things. Now, you and I have been in radio long enough to know. <laughs> the weirdest guys in the building are the engineers. Well, at least that's what we've, that's what our experience has been. Yes. Merle Reinhardt comes to mind. Uh, let's not name names because oh, I'm who knows, who knows how it's going to get back to him. Now, I, for the record, I, for one, always forged a good relationship, even with the engineers who might have been on the fringes of the law, who might have been 
uh, battling demons who might have been old battle axes who are grumps who are pissed off at the company. I always got on their good side. You know why, Jay? Because you need them. Goddamn right you do. You absolutely need the engineer on your side. So I dealt with it, but it's great to have a, a really young, sharp engineer here. But So I asked him, I said, look, what kind of processing are you using on your mics? Because I want to buy whatever unit it is and put it in my home studio to really richen up, to get the compression, they call it, and the processing on the mic. And so he looked it up. He was like, yeah, it's a rack unit we use back here. But they tune these mics up really, really nice. Uh, one day off the air, well, when, when we talk off the air, I have to tell you the story about your engineer at Radio 1. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Possibly the greatest engineer story ever. That's all I'm going to say. Is That's he a great engineer? Uh, is no. he is he still there? Yes, he's, he's, uh, he's, uh, uh, I know okay. he's the head engineer, yes. He's all right, well, engineer. listen. Listen, yeah. I will not have you blaspheme any engineers. I've got to be... Bla- I'm not going to blaspheme <laughs> you on the air, right. Okay. Well, but... Well, you kind of did. You already teased it like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say something not so great about this guy, and I'm just not going to do it on the air. It's not, bla- it, it's not, bla- it's not blasphemy. It's, it's not just true. a story. Okay, It's true. It's a true story. Uh, okay. okay. All right. Well, whatever. We'll, My first question. We'll deal with that later. Okay. Go ahead. Your first question. What the fuck are you doing, man? Working mornings and afternoons. Are you insane? That's my question. What the fuck? Yeah, it's like a death sentence. You know, I got, mornings are I, the worst I, ever. I got one word for you. Money. Goddamn right. Okay. No, I, but I no. Just, okay. In fairness, look. This is not. This is not a cash grab. This is not some side hustle. And I've told my employer here that uh, ninety-seven-three, the game, and they have been wonderful to me, and they have sought me out, and they have embraced me, and it's been wonderful. And my current employer in D.C., the Team 980, has been very accommodating and understanding, and they know that I'm going to give them a professional effort in the afternoons as well. Oh, but you sound like a NASCAR driver right there, getting every uh, plug in. Let yeah, me, go ahead. Let, <laughs> let me tell you, the uh, the Goodies 500 car is running great, and we got them, uh, uh, we got them tires are running good, and we got the oil program going good. No, the, both, both, both. Both wives, because I've now taken a second wife. I've got a wife and a mistress. Although maybe they're two wives. Maybe I'm like a Yeah, no, no, you're married twice. You're yeah. right. I you're right. I am I am committed to both. Um I believe in what this station here in Milwaukee is attempting to do. They want to replicate K Fan Charges Station in Minneapolis. K Fan ten years ago was your traditional sports, sports, sports station. And they weren't getting a whole lot of traction. And then their host decided, fuck it. Let's talk about some other stuff that guys talk about. And they started to go off-road more and more. Now, it's still a sports station, still the station of the Vikings. But they are now a monster station, getting monster ratings. And I believe in that concept in sports radio. Don't you? Uh, No, no, no. I I 100% do, but... You are kind of burning the candle at both ends. You're okay. Well, because as we know, the morning shift in radio it wears on you. Oh, I know, I know. But I've done it before, True. and I can do it again. And I'm energized by this. I am energized by this opportunity, Jay, even more 
than the national opportunities that you were a part of with me because here's the difference. When we did that national show, yeah, we had a little cachet, like we're a nationally syndicated show. Where were we syndicated to? Uh, Duluth, Minnesota. <laughs> Shitburg, USA yeah. is where we were yeah. syndicated to. We because, were not clearing in big markets, let's just say that. Right, and even the bigger markets where we did well, like say Indianapolis was a good market for us, Richmond we did well in. We ended up getting cock-blocked and knocked off those signals because their corporate overlords said, well, you've got to now take this product, whether it's ESPN Radio or Fox Sports Radio. And so the local program managers are like, but Zabin's doing great for us. We're actually showing numbers in the morning with a syndicated product. Their corporate daddy said, don't care. Carry our shit. I, I'm just worried that you will get cold like the one you are getting over now. I know. Which which I told you, don't fuck around with that. Well, I'm, I still got it. We're, we're two weeks into the siege of Winterfell right now, so there you go. Well, I'm just saying, it's, it's a, it's like, that's a young man's deal to do I know. shows. That's all I'm saying. Well, the other, the other thing is there's always a certain amount of hedging that it's good to do in the business because even though – Urban One and 980, they say they've got big plans uh, for the signal and for the format. Things can change. You know, we've been sold 980 multiple times along the way in my 19 years at the station. It could four. Yeah, 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 I think so. It could happen again. So this is a little bit of a hedging move. But I want to be part of this new station's foray into being a great station that is great for all listeners and a a a ratings force in the market and i also want to be part of what i hope is better days ahead for 980 because i said on this podcast and i'll say it again we have been abused by our former ownership groups and neglected and it sucks for the people who have been in the trenches working the shows and being on air and being producers because none of this was our fault that management made the most idiotic decisions you've ever seen i i remember when we got sold to red zebra bill hess called me in his office and he goes i'm just i just want you to know this this was not my decision well you know what bill that makes me feel so much better that it wasn't your decision <laughs> when, when they said when they said we gotta let you go yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it makes me feel so much better yeah well what what'd you want him to say what if it was the truth <laughs> Whatever he's going to say wasn't going to make me feel any better yeah. that day. Okay. Well, well anyway, okay, I, I, here's the Stop. thing. Here's the thing. You have, Jay, a, a lot of fans that are up here that listen to the Zabecast and know you. And so I'd like to have you up here one weekend in the summer to experience Milwaukee because it's a hell of a fucking fun town. Isn't it beautiful in the summer, but they only have like a day of summer? It's not a day, but you know, they got they got they got three months. They got ninety days starting in June, and it's glorious up here. You can get some cold snaps. I mean, right now, stubborn, spring is very stubborn. Hell, this week right now it's forty five degrees and raining. It's forty it's only, it's only fifty five here. Okay, so it's not much better back home. Not much better. And it's about to rain. Yeah. Right. But what are our summers in Baltimore and Virginia uh, and D.C.? 109 with 98% humidity. And it's July, a, might, be, it's July a, might be the worst month of the year weather-wise in our region. July, July is a bitch. July is a siege. Yeah. 
still, it, oh it is, yeah, in theory, you can go, go out and do things outdoors in the summer, but just get ready to soak through every piece of clothing you have while doing it. Oh, my God. Like, like you don't look forward to July and January. No, July is the worst ever, and August says to July, hold my beer. <laughs> August gets bad, but it's from like the first to the fifteenth. Exactly, and then, and then you get a reprieve. Yeah, but oh, July like a day like July tenth. Oh my God! Well, the uh, city the city is on tilt tonight because Giannis and the Bucks have a chance to close out the Celtics. Give me your take on the well, Greek freak. Uh, if you remember, I said the Celtics in five. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I heard a story. Uh, as told by Darwin Ham. Now, if you remember Darwin Ham from Texas Tech, I think who, it's Darvin Ham. I thought it was Darwin Ham. Okay, Darwin Ham, who jumped higher as my old basketball coach used to say, jumped higher than giraffe pussy. That was an exact quote. <laughs> exact quote. <laughs> then, then giraffe pussy. Yeah, because <laughs> giraffe pussy is kind of high. So <laughs> Darwin Ham jumped higher yeah, but, than that. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why would the pussy jump? The pussy's just no, no, sitting no. there. Jumped higher than giraffe pussy. A giraffe is very tall. So a female oh, giraffe Oh, right, right. Jumps That's as right. high as a giraffe's pussy. Got it. Yes, yes. Okay. So he talked about a three-man weave that they were doing in Jonathan's uh, second year. And he said he dunked from, like, he took off from 18 feet out and dunked. Darwin Ham, Darwin Ham by the way, I believe, did he break a backboard at Texas Tech? Yeah. He jumped. He, they called him uh, Darvin Ham Slamwich. Yeah, okay. So and, for him to be surprised by something he saw, that made me sit up and take notice. Giannis has been – if you rank right now who's the MVP of the whole playoffs, number, the best player right now is Kawhi Leonard. That's not even debatable. But Giannis is you don't think two. you don't think Giannis is close? No, no, he's not no. Why is it? Why is it not no. debatable? Look at fucking Giannis's. Even, it, look at the not, numbers he's putting up. Come on, debatable. man. Kawhi is. By the way, well, they're both kind of doing it by themselves. They have. They're they're getting a little. Lit. Ka- Kawhi Leonard is out of his mind. Kawhi Leonard. Just, yeah, Kawhi Giannis Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's a, Kawhi Leonard's efficiency is through the roof. And he's doing it on both ends. He's also. Guarded. Yeah. Okay. But but it's nothing wrong with being number two, and Giannis is the number second best player in the playoffs right now. All right, let it it's be noted. Let me noted. Jayco's three. Let me noted. Jayco's still hating on the Bucks and Giannis. On the Bucks. Still stung by his incorrect take about <laughs> Celtics and five. You and Paul Pierce are are going to die on this hill. <laughs> yeah, we both did say at the game one, this is over. Yeah, kind of wrong. Yeah. Somebody called his uh, take of uh, Celtics in five the Paul Pierce wheelchair of takes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good That's one. a good one. All right, so there's uh, there's that. What else about the playoffs? You see, you were going to say something else. I cut you off. No, no, no. I was just, I was, no, I said Dame Lillard's the third. But this has, this has been the most enjoyable games i've seen usually we have a blowout in this one it's usually like you know four one oh these yeah pretty entertaining games like, oh no I've been staying up to watch all of these games and enjoying myself denver portland has been absolute yes. fun by the way lamar murray also in the top 10 of best players in the playoffs right now and and nobody really knows who he is. Nobody C- knows who he is. C.J. McCollum, also great player. Nobody knows who he is. 
and Jokic. Nicole, you mean Nikola Nikola Jokic, Jokic. not Jokic. Not Jokic. Anyway, Jay, you are you are the king at getting names just slightly wrong. Whether it's Eldridge, Tiger Woods, but, but, but as someone I know once said, I've heard it. Told <laughs> I've me. heard of it. That's right, exactly. But let's hey, let's is, talk let's talk about Jokic because he fascinates me as a player because he is so unathletic looking. Right, but He's, he is athletic. To yes. watch him on the, I hate to be geeky, the handoff. Pick and roll. Yep, he's he's a master at it. He's he, yep. and they run the offense through a seven foot doughy guy. Yes, it's like if Paul McKeskey was, <laughs> was like, there you go. I dropped the Paul McKeskey. Yes, like you did. If Paul Mc, if they ran if if the Bucks with with uh, Ricky Pierce and Paul Pressey ran the ran the offense through Paul McKeskey and Jack Sigma. It's like uh, two of them, but he's. Is yeah, he, he he fascinates me, Jokic, because you're right. He looks like a doughy rec league player yeah. who should be a big lumbering stiff who gets, who gets easily winded and other than being big and hard to move, doesn't have much game. And none of that is true. He's deceptively quick. He's a quick hopper. He doesn't jump very high. But he's quick hopping to the ball, good with putbacks, has a good enough handle he can actually back guys down dribbling. He's a great passer, can shoot threes, and played 65 minutes the other night in that four-overtime game. When I heard that he played 65 minutes, I, I said, wait a minute, you had to get that wrong. Right. And because he doesn't look like he can handle that, but he does. Yeah. Exactly. So he's an interesting player, and that series has been a lot of fun. I do think, though, that if the NBA has delivered Denver-Toronto, they will put the finals on tape delay like it's 1978 (laughs) all over again. Well, well, they want the Rockets or the the Warriors. They want one of those two teams. Well, Rockets, Bucks, Rockets would be fine. That's Giannis versus Harden. That's sellable. Warriors versus anybody is fine. My guess is the NBA execs would love Sixers Warriors, but the Sixers don't have their shit remotely together right now. It's a joke. Is there? I, I know a lot of people hate Golden State. I hate the Sixers. Like I hate Joel and B. I hate I them hate, both. I hate Ben Simmons. Oh, here's one I've for never, you. Never has a guy done so little, and everybody talks about him so much. He can't shoot. To save his life. In and fact, yeah, he can't shoot so much. I saw, excuse me, there. I saw a stat about his shooting. This is from Jay Michael, uh, who covers the NBA. He tweeted out. He said, "Looking at the shot chart for Ben Simmons in this series, you would not believe it for an all-star point guard." Here are the numbers on Ben Simmons in this series. You ready? This will blow your mind. Scrolling. Okay, eighty. He's taken 98 shots so far in the series. How many of those have come from eight feet or less? He's taken 98 shots, uh, 95. <laughs> okay, way to ruin my stat. It's 88, Jay. But still, that's pretty fucking insane. 88 of his 98 shots are less than eight feet. He's taken 71 shots, get this, in the restricted area. Meaning the semicircle under the he, basket. He's 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 very good in transition. I cannot deny that. But in the playoffs, as we know, 
you don't get that many transition opportunities. So he's pretty much useless to me. Well, and basically, why uh, why can't he shoot? Why can't Johnny shoot? Because he in the off season he'd rather bang one of the Jenner girls than <laughs> get in the gym putting up a that. Magic, remember, Magic couldn't shoot, but then Magic was True. decent to above average, right? As he finished his career. So you don't think Simmons is putting in the work to improve his no, jumper? He's not. No. His he jumper. Is, his jumper was a known liability when he played in college, and you know came out. And three years later, even though he, he, people go, well, he was injured. He could have put up shots when he was injured. Right. And guys do learn to shoot. Somebody was pointing out Al Horford's three-point shooting progression. Al Horford couldn't used to not take any threes. Took like three threes. I'll look it up right now. In like his first couple seasons, now he is a credible three-point shooter. You look can at, look learn to shoot. Which Lopez boy can shoot threes now? Brooke. Look at him. Yeah, I what? know. All the all of the Bucks bigs shoot threes, including Ursan Ilyasova, who looks like a wax museum Frankenstein with his black hair and his big cheekbones and everything. But his stroke is fucking sweet. Watch Ilyasova shoot some threes tonight, and you'll be like, that's a legit stroke. That's not just a big man chucking it up. Not like Minute Bowl used to do. Uh, exactly. Not like Minute Bowl. All right, let me ask you about this. Have you seen what Aisha Curry said? Oh, my God, yes. About, by, the way, by the way, she's very annoying. Okay. For those that don't know, Aisha Curry. Well, actually, I'm going to do some post-production on this. I'm going to edit this soundbite in. Here's what Aisha Curry, the wife of Steph Curry, said during a Yenta Roundtable chat that appeared on Facebook Watch <laughs> with herself, her mother-in-law, and with Jada Pinkett, Jada Pinkett Smith. Go. It really bothers me and, like, honestly has given me a sense of a little bit of an insecurity is the fact that, yeah, like, there are all these women, like, throwing themselves. But me, like, the past 10 years, like, I don't have any of that. Like, I have zero, this sounds weird, but, like, male attention. And so then, you like, I begin to internalize it. And I'm like, is something wrong with you're me? Not, like, you're, you're not looking. What? You're not like, looking. You're not even looking. But I'm going to tell you something else, too. When your radar's turned off... Because I dealt with that for years, too. Like, and I was young. Like you. Yeah, like, like oh, my God. Fair. I mean. Because I don't want it. But yeah. it would be nice to know that, like, someone's looking. But that when can your get radar's dangerous. turned off. Yeah. Right. That can beautiful. get real dangerous. Don't ever think for one minute that it ain't no some men out there looking at you like I wish. Honestly. And I'm going to tell you who knows that more than anybody. And on. <laughs> Okay, let's deconstruct this, Jay. First things first. Honey, you're not special. Yeah. That's point number one. I know you feel like, hey, I wish some men would slide into my DMs. How come I don't feel the same way as Steph does? He's an NBA superstar. You won the lottery. Am I being unfair or cruel by saying that? I just thought it was disrespectful to Steph to say, why aren't men hitting on me? That's kind of disrespectful. How so? Why would why would she want men to hit on her? She I mean, said like, in the bite, she said, I don't really want it, but it would be nice to know. Bring it really? That's, <laughs> he, he's got to get rid of her because she she's going to be a problem. She, well, she already kind of <laughs> is. She's going to be a problem. Got to get rid of her. 
I mean, he's making three-digit millions. He is likable, lovable, except by you. I mean, he's American. By the way, he's not biracial. People, people keep forgetting that. No. But he's, a, he's not. His, his mom is a delightful mix of things. <laughs> that, by the way, his, it's sad that it, and his mom is hotter than his wife. Isn't it, though? 100% true. I agree. But I, it's disrespectful to Steph that she's bitching about not being hit on. That's just stupid. Yeah, it, it. I understand it. I mean, look, if you're an NBA wife, how do you get more than 30 minutes of sleep a night with all <laughs> these skanks coming at your guy, right? Well, be, be Jackie Christie. Follow the, the team bus. Either that or... See, you gotta be like you gotta be evenly matched if you really want to have some equity in a relationship with a high profile athlete. It's gotta be Ciara and Russell Wilson. It's gotta be Brady and Giselle. It's but gotta that never be because you're competing for the spotlight. Nah, that never nah, seems to work can, either. You can you can I think you can coexist, but like for example, uh, Dustin That's... Johnson, PGA Tour golfer, who is his fiance, not yet uh, wife. Paulina Gretzky. How's Paulina Gretzky's Instagram game? On fire. Strong. So, in other words, Gabrielle Union, Dwayne Wade. Okay, I see your point. Right. So, if if uh, if Ms. Curry is, if Aisha Curry wants to feel at least the validation of men saying, "Hey, baby, when you're done with that loser." triple-digit millionaire NBA star you're with that everybody loves, when you're done with that loser, come on over to me, baby, because you're hot. If she really wants that, guess what? Get on that treadmill and up your Instagram game. Am I wrong? Change my mind, as they say. I I believe she's a chef. She. I don't think she's a chef. She got a cooking show. I only she was a chef. Okay. She got a cooking show only because of her husband. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. So I that if she really wants that, that's unfortunately what it would take. But it's just it's bad timing, I think, as well. Well, if they broke up now, she could not go up. Yeah, if they broke up now, he could go up. Meaning he would upgrade a lot from her. Mm. And I'm not saying that he should, but I'm just saying, yeah. he can't upgrade. He can upgrade. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Curry's mom oh, is an goodness. African-American Creole and Haitian <laughs> ethnic background from both her parents' side. So she's black. Yeah. Eth- just like, just light-skinned. She is. Light-skinned with, light with good hair. And smoking hot she she really is i don't know why why is she so hot I, good jeans i don't know but i love when they show shots of mrs curry right she has that winning attractive smile and dynamic facial personality oh del curry did well for himself yeah uh this according to uh ethna celebs website <laughs> she's blessed so she's low. no megan markle is mixed by the way, congratulations to the royal couple. By the way, Archie can... Archie is the name of the royal boy, and it's Archie something something something. I forgot all the names. What do you care less about, uh, the royal baby or the UEFA Cup? Which, by the way, led <laughs> Champions on Cup. Sports Center. Oh, it, it led on Sports Center. I almost threw up in my mouth. 
I've been railing on this, Jay, and I don't understand it. Every major website in America now, ESPN.com, SI.com, is their featured story as the Champions Cup. And I understand that soccer is popular worldwide. I understand it's growing in popularity here in the States. I have no problem with the Premier League being on NBC on Saturday mornings. I watch it sometimes. But it feels like it's being shoved down our throat. It feels like we ought to be featuring something else, like an American sport. American sport. Damn it. There's this thing called baseball that's going on. You can leave with that. Got through a no-hitter last night. That should have been the lead story. It would have been years ago. You know, I got an email from somebody saying, this is all part of a plot to destroy America. Part you know, another prong of the efforts to by multinational corporations to take down the good old U.S. of A. It's all these millennials who like who I see on Twitter talking about the Premier League, and I'm like, what? Whatever. It's just it's, right. it, 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 it angers me. Yeah. First they first they ban the Oklahoma drill. Now this. <laughs> Speaking of football rules, have you uh, have you seen the XFL's rules for overtime? <laughs> no. By the way, the XFL. They are going to last one season, right? <laughs> right? Well, that would beat the AAF, which didn't last a whole season. Well, they got they got Reggie Fowler, which by the way remember that yes. that we were remember the segment Vikings. I, remember the segment yeah. about Reggie Fowler and his fraudulent businesses. No, no, no. Remember the segment that I, I, I pitched and you laughed and said, eh, not good for our people. Remember oh that segment? Oh, it, it oh you wanted yeah. to do a not good for our people, and you were saying Reggie yeah. Fowler's not good for black people. No, he's not. Bert, he's going to jail for like 70 years or something. Uh, you Reggie, know what? Reggie Fowler, not good. No. If I may say so, Jay, you have worse people out there than Reggie Fowler. But he is, he's doing white people crime, though. That's, oh, that's I mean, the that, thing. That is good. Oh, yeah. no, yeah, that's a total white person crime right there. Yeah. Financial fraud of a massive scale. That's Bernie Madoff shit right there. <laughs> But so they sit down for the AA whatever, and what's what uh, little little uh, Ebersol, he's there. Yeah, and Bill and Bill Polian, or doesn't anybody go Reggie Fowler? I remember this name. Let's Google search him. Nobody did that. Not only did they not. Well, first of all, here's what I think happened. They knew this dude was shady. They didn't care because they didn't have any other deep pockets. I think they started this thing up, and they'd gotten so far down the road, they'd gotten so fallen in love with this is our league, that by the time they realized all these entities that are like, yeah, we could be in for $50 million. yeah, we might be in for 100 they all said, now nah, we're going to take a pass. So instead of letting that dream die, they said, well, we'll take anyone's money we can, because they took Reggie Fowler's money. You know they got goddamn Google at the office to know who he is. Because here's the thing, they purposely kept Reggie Fowler in the background as a source of funding, and the name Reggie Fowler, Jay, with the AAF, didn't get revealed until March, when the whole league (laughs) fell apart. Oh my god. So what does that tell you? It tells you they knew he was shady, and that they wanted to hide him, because if they bring him out at a presser, hey, meet Reggie, he's one of our uh, founders... You, me, and everyone else going to go. Wait a minute, that guy, that guy rings a bell. Didn't he try to buy uh, the Vikings? Yes. Oh my! I just can't believe that nobody saw this early with when the league was. You know, when they when they first 
threw yeah. the league out that no got nobody from the press was like they, they did a deep dive and see who's financing and they, they saw the name Reggie Fowler. They couldn't see it. It was they they buried him. You, like okay. unless you have subpoena power, how would you know that he's behind it? Okay. And what about the guy who Hold on. gave him like 150 million? Oh, Tom Dundon? Yeah, and then he's well, going to make money off some app. Yeah, he Dundon pledged 270, but it was only a pledge. He ended up losing 70 million in the 3 weeks that he was running it and then pulled the plug. And no matter what app he got out of it, there is no fucking way that was worth the money. I and by the way, the football was not that bad. No, but guess what? Nobody wanted it, and and just like nobody wants the XFL. Okay, XFL. Uh, first of all, last thing on the AAF and money. This story just crossed today. Marshawn Lynch got paid five thousand dollars in quarters for a two minute interview. This was in the this was in the Connor Orr Sports Illustrated piece on the demise of the AAF in quarters. Yeah, and you know what, Marshawn would have probably he probably liked that. He did because <laughs> because the the Seahawks and Raider running back agreed to a two minute interview at the Luxor Casino in Vegas in exchange for five grand, but the payment became quite complicated shortly thereafter. When a check was presented to Lynch, he asked that the money be delivered in quarters which AAF co-founder Charlie Ebersol took seriously. In the end, 20,000 quarters were delivered to Lynch's room, and the interview apparently took place, but no one ever saw it. It did not air. That's Charlie funny. Ebersol. I'm all about Another, ge- I'm another all, genius. I'm yeah. all, all about that business. I'm all about that business. Well, good thing they were in Vegas, where quarters were plentiful. I've, okay, heard, so, I've heard machines take quarters in Vegas. I've heard that. They do. All right, so the XFL overtime rules are this. Yeah, Ready? what is it? Yeah. Each team will get the ball at the five-yard line in overtime and get one play, and they'll alternate five plays each. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. If you score a touchdown, that's one point. If the defense forces a turnover, fumble, interception, that's a point for them. Most points at the end wins. They say it's modeled after the soccer shootout. Well, I hate it already. <laughs> Isn't that the dumbest fucking yeah, thing ever? Vincent Man, well, for being a he was a, yes, he was a genius with wrestling because he brought up all the territories and it was just him left standing. He doesn't know anything outside of that, as we saw from the first XFL. What is he calling this? XFL two? No. Because are we not supposed to remember the? The, the no, of the first one. they're purposely not calling it XFL 2 because you're right. They don't really want to remember the failure of the first one. I just think that these overtime, you know, that's 10 plays. How many are going to get challenged? Oh, at I least think, do they have challenges like the NFL? Yes. And if they're not challenges, they're video reviews. I mean, you're you're basically counting on there being three out of 10 plays reviewed. Did he get in? Did he not get in? Did you know, he catch it? Did, did yeah. the ground cause a did, – did he did he maintain it through the whole – yeah, it's, it's going to be a bunch of – the games are going to be 19 hours long. Right. Now, now, a funner way to do it, a mo fun way to do it, if you want to get stupid, because this is stupid, you put both offense and defense for both teams on the field <laughs> at the same time. Just work with me here, Jay. 
You put them at opposite ends of the field at the 20, and the first team to score chronologically in real time wins. We have both teams on opposite ends. How so it's a, it's to... a race against time. You're looking back right. over your shoulder like, oh, shit, they're down to the they five. Just, hurry up, score. hurry up. That'd be fun. How about we have two guys on op- on, on, on the goal line. We put a ball in the middle, and they run, and whoever t- – oh, wait a minute, they did that already. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy blew out his Achilles. <laughs> oh, oh shit they sure did all right let me just mop this up and then we're done tonight thank you for your yeah. time i have an ftg i have an ftg okay i don't have the i may have the production okay. music for that back in my hotel room i'll let you get to it in a second remember how i said you know horford improved his three-point shooting yeah this is pretty amazing three-point attempts by year in the nba it goes as follows Horford, as a rookie, took five threes, missed them all. Then he took one, one, four, one, six, eleven, thirty-six, and then his final year in Atlanta at eight, in his age twenty-nine season, he took two hundred and fifty-six threes and made thirty-four percent of them. Proof. Which is respectable. Yes, and he has been the same profile. Uh, since he went to Boston, a 230 or 40 three-point attempting player who shoots in the mid-30s to actually 42% he shot from three range in 2017-2018. So that is proof that guys can learn to fucking shoot. So Ben Simmons, get off Kylie Kardashian's ass and And get get in in the the gym. gym. Thank you. All right, you're fuck that guy for today, Jay. Who is it? And it was, and it was. I heard you read uh, an email on Monday. Fuck that guy who said he's out already. <laughs> I know. Fuck that. What? what one show. That guy. One show. Exactly. One, I know. One, this is why I said the uh, the damning of America has been caused by comment section. Yeah, you're right. I think people have lost their mind. They've lost their perspective. They have been uh, trained to attack. Instead of think and be reasonable. By the way, give him his money in pennies. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Kyle today from Reston uh, said, uh, where can I find this? He he, too, he he was like, he didn't like me yelling at the guy on Monday. What? Yeah. Uh, I know. Fuck Kyle also then. Okay. All right. What's your yeah. fuck that guy? That's it. That oh, that was it? That oh, thank That's you, Jay. That guy. That guy. I'm like, that guy. That- I, I would... I was pissed off when I heard that. Pay him in pennies, please. Give him a, find his address and pay him in pennies. Uh, people are five dollars a month. Five dollars a month, and he's bitching after the first show. Go fuck yourself. I think it was more. I don't know. I, I don't know what the complaint was. I probably overreacted. Um, mm. Oh, that can never happen. Well, yeah, it does happen from time to time. Okay, this one is just for you, Jay, because you mentioned Paul Mokeski. Here we go. On this date in 1986, Bucks center Paul McKeskey became the first player in NBA playoff history to commit all six fouls in one quarter. Uh, he was just 
He was just there to use up those six fouls. Oh. He burned all six in the fourth quarter of a Bucks one thirteen one oh eight win against the Sixers. Well, but by the way, every Sunday, didn't the Bucks and the Sixers or the Bucks or the or the Sixers and the Celtics or the Lakers and somebody else, <laughs> those are the only teams that were ever shown on CBS Sports Sunday. Uh, oh God. Well Keski ended with two points. Barkley ended with twenty nine. And oh, there he held him to 30. All right. 30. Yeah. All right, Jay. Good to talk. Thanks for picking up the phone. As always, always entertaining run, and we will see you next week, brother. Get better. All right, thanks. See you. Bye-bye. We'll end with this today. There are some things, some stories, that you read about and say to yourself, holy shit, if I lived in that house and that happened to me, I'd have to move. Usually animal, insect, vermin related, or haunted house related, or crime scene related. You got to feel comfortable and safe in your home. An Oklahoma man was caught on video on his doorbell camera, coming home, opening his front door, and then getting bit on the face by a snake. That was curled up on the lamppost right next to the doorframe. Oh my God. If this story just existed with no video, you'd be like, "Yeah, okay, whatever. How bad could it be? When you see it happen, unsuspecting homeowner walking in, <laughs> excuse me, snake, bam, biting him on the face. It's crazy. And of course you can hear him. There's a microphone. You can hear him saying, oh my God, take me to the hospital. Turns out the snake was not venomous, thank God for that. But if that was my house, it's the for sale sign is in the front yard the very next day. There's no way. You'd be walking up to your house with a full helmet on, one of those big snake sticks with the grabbing tongs at the end, looking around like this. It's like, holy shit, these snakes are out to get me. Almost makes me think of Samuel L. Jackson. I am so motherfucking sick of all these snakes in my motherfucking house. And that will do it for me today. Thank you so much for downloading and listening and making me part of your day. I appreciate all the feedback, good, bad, and everything in between. Have yourselves a great Wednesday. Enjoy all the NBA playoffs and whatever the hell you're watching. And we will see you when I'm up for it next time and I can get this thing together. Bear with me this week. It's been a rough ride. We're going to get it done. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.